재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Time now for International News Digest, getting some analysis on some of the major stories making headlines around the world. Our first topic, the Dutch-led joint investigative team comprising investigators and experts from the Netherlands, Belgium, Australia, Malaysia, and Ukraine recently announced that a Malaysian airliner shot down in 2014 was indeed struck by a missile that had been moved from Russia into eastern Ukraine where it was fired from a village controlled by pro-Russian Rebels, perhaps some closure now on this uh, case, but we're going to get some analysis right now. Very pleased to have joining us from Middlesex University International Politics, Professor Brad Blitz. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us, Professor Blitz. Uh, first, uh, what were some of the interesting findings of this uh, investigation uh, that you've seen? Well, I think the most interesting finding is the claim that they have irrefutable evidence that the airliner was shot down by a Russian, Russian missile. And they're standing behind the earlier claims of the initial Dutch report. And it certainly looks like there is a very strong case mounting against Russia here, which Russia, of course, is denying. In any way, does this change Russia's calculations as to uh, their steadfast denial of any responsibility, as you say, with this irrefutable evidence? Wouldn't they have to change tack a bit? Well, they've tried that. They've tried putting out alternative evidence. They've used these very crude uh, satellite images. And they've also raised doubt in the media and social media as well to just create greater confusion. But there seems to be very little purchase. I have to say that all the reports that are coming out, all the independent reports, are suggesting that this was indeed shot down by a Russian missile. In terms of the legal proceedings and how difficult this, uh, I can imagine, would be, uh, the, the victim's family members, uh, the bereaved um, families and friends would want some kind of justice to be done, uh, and they're wondering about legal recourse. How difficult would it be to actually find and charge suspects for this? Well, that would be very difficult. And when you talk about closure, I think, in that sense, closure is a very long way off. Because what the Dutch investigators have said is that really there should be an independent UN tribunal set up. And that is something that would require, of course, the Security Council's blessing. Russia has a permanent seat on the Security Council and could veto that. There are other possible recourses, I suppose, that one could potentially go through the Council of Europe system and on the grounds that family members of those who have been, been killed lost their lives, they could potentially put forward a case and take it through to Strasbourg for some individual remedy. But this is of such significance, given the, the, the interstate nature of it, given the conflict nature of it, I think most people would truly want to see something along the lines of a UN tribunal. Hmm. In terms of if we move away from the legal proceedings and and the, and I, I suppose what the prosecutors are going to try to do, oh, is there going to be further diplomatic fallout? I I, I understand that uh, with Malaysia and Russia, obviously this being a Malaysian airline, that's going to be one aspect to how those countries deal with each other. But the the majority of the passengers being Dutch, and of course this in that very tense area of eastern Ukraine. Do you, do you expect that there will be some significant changes, diplomatically speaking? Well, exactly. As you say, the nationalities of those on the plane 
were were many and varied. Um, there were overwhelmingly large numbers of Dutch nationals, but also large numbers of, of Europeans and, mm. and Americans and Asians. So this is an international instance. And I truly believe that the states that represent the families of those who were killed will be pressing uh, Russia on this point, and they will want to see some, some action. They will want to see further investigations and further... Um, attempts to to at least acknowledge what happened and, and we're a long way from that now you, you don't necessarily want to say they're an international pariah because i'm, I'm sure uh, uh advocates or apologists will have uh, their say in terms of russia's perspective on these things but if you uh, compound this with what's going on in eastern ukraine the the situation with how uh there's this tug of war going on with with russian interests and and u.s interests in syria and a host of various issues including all the way bizarrely into the u.s presidential elections um is russia indeed at risk of becoming even more isolated from the international community I think we're seeing that Russia is pulling further and further apart from the international community. You mentioned, obviously, the, the United States and relations between the United States. And now, given the overwhelming evidence of Russia's involvement in Syria and the, 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 the barbarous campaign that's being launched against civilians there, I think Russia is very well moving in, in that direction. And unfortunately, the response from, from Russia seems to always be one of denial and, and pushing the blame onto others. So we heard Sergei Lavrov saying that you know, his, his belief is that any tribunal that would emerge from this process would simply be serving the interests of Washington, that Washington would determine who is guilty. Right. And so there could be no, no justice. There's so much suspicion between Russia and its international interlocutors right now. The situation is really not good. It isn't good. And it, as you say, for, for the bereaved family members, uh, justice uh, is a long way off. Is it even feasible to think that within the auspices of the United Nations Tribunal or not, being a P5 member, that really anything, assuming that uh, China would be also reticent to really uh, aggressively pursue this, that Russia would face anything in terms of sanctions, per se? Well, if we think about, for example, the Lockerbie, disaster now some decades ago uh the lockerbie tragedy rather it took a very very long time for information to come out for individuals to be identified and for there to, to be any sense of any sense of closure and we may have a similar situation here eventually putin will will go he will leave and there will be a different russia and one can only hope that what emerges afterwards is uh, a Russia which is more conciliatory, is, is one that wants to cooperate more with the West, and where the, the truth of this tragedy can, can come out and can be redressed in some shape or form. We'll have to see uh, how that all pans out. Uh, we're going to have to leave it there. Professor Blitz, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your insights. Thank you.